This is Paul Nobles from Eat to Perform, and I am sitting here with the lovely Sarah Kumar, who you guys cannot see. Sarah, do you want to say hello? What if it was like... What if it's like voice mimicry that I'm doing? Like, that would be awesome. Yeah, I don't know if you know this, but your... Your um your audio is super delayed, you know. I don't know if you're on the Atari again or or what, but uh, I'm I'm having very difficult time. The if you log out and log back in, that's going to stop the podcast, you know. Not if I make you the um, organizer. All right, go ahead and make me the organizer. Sorry, everybody, and sorry for all the people listening to the podcast. We're just having a few technical difficulties right now, and we'll be able to figure that out real quickly. But Sarah's going to um, be gone, and I'm going to start talking about the topic of the day. And so the two topics that we're going to be working from um, is one... You know, cutting and bulking cycles, because that, that's the thing that everybody wants to talk about all the time. And that is where we are fundamentally different than most of the other people in the industry. And I want to talk about those differences and explain why we're a lot better. Um, and people, you know, there was a guy that said, said to me today, yeah, wow, that's really arrogant of you to say that you guys are so much better. They're really, you know, in the industry, okay, in health and fitness, there's there's sort of like this bodybuilder type of side, you know, physique side of things, but we play sort of in both worlds, right? And so we're not just in that world, but we're in the world with Weight Watchers and Slim Fast and, and, and this and that, right? And when we look at a problem... We're not looking at a problem of how we can get someone from 9% to 7%. I do think that ultimately we have a much better answer to get people from 9 to 7%. And I'll talk a little bit about that here in a second. Um, so the one thing that I wanted to talk about, I was thinking about this on a walk today. Um, you know, I posted a video of me walking my dog with a 45 pound pack doesn't make me a gangster or anything like that it's just you know i'm trying to get in um some workouts where you know i i, I have a packed day you know today is a is a day that's going to end up being you know really super long and trying to get any kind of volume is going to be difficult and so did a little bit longer walk with my dog with a 45 pack and now you know, basically anything that I do is sort of in addition to that, right? And so uh, that's something that I think if if people thought more of, because there's a lot of times people will say, you know, I have a sedentary job, so I can't do this or that. And if they were just a little bit more conscious of getting up and walking around just a little bit, that they could figure out ways to do things. And, and you know, a lot of the times people look at obstacles as if, um, yep, there's an obstacle. <laughs> Sucks for me, <laughs> you know. Um, and if you're not, if if you know, you can easily become a victim to that obstacle if you don't try 
and you know, figure out a solution that might involve a little bit of creativity. But it also comes down to what's your priority, right? Is your priority watching the Cavs play the Warriors, right? Or is your priority getting to bed at 930? Because my priority is getting to bed at 930. You know, um, and so, you know, I taped the game, <laughs> went to NBA.com, saw that it was a blowout. Cool. I don't have to worry about watching that, you know. Um, but my wife is having, um, you know, it, it's like a women's brunch tomorrow. And okay. I thought about this. In relationship to eat the forms, because tomorrow is National Donut Day, right? That's today. Is it today? today. Oh, shoot. Today. okay. They well, it's a low day. I'll I'll do Why my National Donut Weekend. I'll there we go. So I'll do yeah. my I'll do I'll celebrate my National Donut Day tomorrow. Um, okay. But uh, I did I did actually uh, you know post something about sending, um, you know, free donuts to all the people doing the wrong challenges right now. <laughs> That's so bad. That um, so yeah. The, um, so, so anyway, uh, uh, what, when there's father, family gatherings, when there's, there's, there's holidays, yeah, Vicky's lunch you were talking about. Yeah. To get together. So what ends up happening Right is you know like you know my daughters have been working on this waffle bar, um, you know they they've got this ham and, and and they're making these egg dishes and all this other type of stuff, and you know there's a bunch of people that eat normally, there's a bunch of people that eat in moderation, and then there's my wife that eats like an eat to performer. Right? right, and so she's eating an adequate amount of food for what she do does. It happens to be a super day, so she's able to eat relatively flexibly. And meanwhile, everyone else is bringing salads because they're scared to death of having the waffle bar. You know, like the waffle bar is the thing that's holding them back. You know, and it's this thought process that calories are bad. Right, that. You know, and, and trust me, none of them have it figured out, you know, and you go, well, wait a second. Aren't they related to you? Aren't they? Yes, they are. They're my, my family members think that I'm the most gangster person on, on earth and that I work out, you know, 24 seven. And that's the way that I'm able to stay lean. And the simple fact of the matter is, is that they have it completely wrong. You know, right. um, I don't actually work out all that much um, when I work out. I work out very effectively, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm not trying to, you know, cause you know, most of them, um, I, so it, this is always interesting, um, because, you know, I've never seen it. I've never seen, I don't know, maybe it's like this with all families, but what? it just seems to me like every time I go to a holiday celebration, like half the people are on a diet and the other people aren't on a diet, right? Yeah. And then they switch, yeah. right? And then they, they, you know, so I don't know who's on a diet, who's on. Oh, they're cycling. That's what they're doing. They're <laughs> carb cycling. Um, <laughs> you know, and meanwhile, I'm just kind of over here, you know, and, and, and being like, you know, the guy that has some idea with nutrition, you know, 
people either want to pick my brain at the moment or they want. And then the minute I start saying to them, you know, well, are you doing any weightlifting? No. What are you doing for endurance? Really not much. You know, so what are you eating? Well, I've been eating about 1,100 calories. I don't know what we're going to talk about. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because right. that's not how right. I did it, you know. And I mean, if you want to go down that path and figure out 20 years from now that you were wrong like I did, go right ahead. But I can save you a lot of time that a very little amount of effective exercise will get you much farther along than severe calorie deprivation, right? Right. And, you know, most people look at it like, or they see the title on the podcast and they go, oh, I know what he's going to talk about. I hate that too, right? Everybody's eating whatever the hell they want. It's like, no, only half the people are eating whatever the hell they want. The other half are, are just gnawing on celery sticks. And then there, there's me, you know, eating a decent portion you know, for, for what, you know, my goals are and, and kind of going from there. And so, you know, and, and so, which directly leads me into why cutting and bulking cycles are not very effective for the average person. And if you want to know, just come to any of my family meetings, right? Half of them are cutting, half of them are bulking. You know, and then they did, and then they switch, right? And and you know the criticism from the people that will say to me, "Well, yeah, but they don't know what they're doing." Okay, so let's talk about the people that know what they're doing, and let me ask you a question: If you see that this is what you want from your life, right? So. Let's say that you're an average bodybuilder or physique athlete or something like this. You know, you see a lot of these people on Instagram and stuff. Um, and, you know, they have, you know, physiques that most people would want, right? But one, with those physiques, you know, there's been a lot of planning and a lot of work. You know, it was really funny because I was listening. I was... Um, watching this documentary on Netflix about physique athletes and how the, you know, the Arnold and, and things like this are really starting to change more to physique athletes rather than like monstrous bodybuilders. Right. And part of the reason being is that the, the average person doesn't want to be 300 pounds with 284 pounds of muscle. Right. And I mean, you know, I mean, we don't really even have to have a discussion on how you get 284 pounds of muscle, but you can, you know, one, it's going to require a lot of work. One, it's going to require, or two, it's going to require a lot of food. Um, three, it's going to require a lot of needles. And then four, you know, it's going to require a lot of time, you know, and the good majority of people, that's not what they're in it to do. Right. Right. And so. When you look at, okay, so now let's look at it from the other side. Let's look at it from the cutting side because, you know, there are a lot of natural athletes. I mean, I would say that the majority of people at Fitness 19 who consider themselves bodybuilders actually, you know, really fit in more of the physique style of things. 
Um, and they're not eating six to 8,000 calories. I mean, that's what we're talking about, right? When we're talking about bodybuilding, we're talking about bulking, right? And you want to intentionally weigh more. So one of the things that's often said in bodybuilding is that there really is no way to get lean gains, right? Like if you right. want to get your muscle up and like, think about it, you know, if you're trying to get to 284 pounds worth of lean mass, so you can show up with the Arnold and flex him, you know, in front of other dudes and stuff like that. Right. And, and try to show up. Hey, I got more muscle than you do. I've got 284. He's got 276. He loses, you know, um, that's not the average person. The average person doesn't want to eat to eight to 10,000, you know, and, and it, you know, you'll often hear from bodybuilders that, you know, you have to manage your day. You're going to have to, you know, eat like it's your job. Yeah. Cause yeah. eating 10,000 calories requires yeah. you eating like it's your job. If you don't wake up eating, if you don't, I mean, there's, there's body. There's bodybuilders that talk about this all the time. And if you want to, if you don't believe me, just Google it, right? But it's very common in the bodybuilder community to set an alarm so you can eat at 3 a.m., right? To get in another meal, right? Why would you need to get in another meal if you weren't eating eight to 10,000 calories? So let's go to the other side. So now you're a natural athlete. And the natural bodybuilders or physique athletes, you know, they'll often say, man, I feel like when I'm in a bulking cycle and in a bulking cycle for these guys, you know, there's no needles involved, right? They're just showing up at Fitness 19, trying to get in a couple hours worth of work, you know, might be eating somewhere in the neighborhood of 4,500 4, 4, calories. Not a lot, but definitely enough to um, spur some muscle growth. And then what they will often say is that they feel and look better at the 4,4500 calories than when they do in a severe cutting cycle. Because what ends up happening is at 4,4500, 4, your muscles are really hydrated, you're feeling good, your workouts are good. But then what ends up happening? How often are these people eating at 4,000 to 4,500? It becomes almost an addiction to show up on stage. And then, you know, there really is, like if you were a true natural bodybuilder, right? And you really wanted to do it right, you would bulk at about six to thousand, 7,000 calories, right? For about 10 years, you know, no needles involved. Right, you go from 180 to to 220, you know, and then you would go through a relatively reasonable cut cycle, and then you would wait 10 more years, and then you would go back on stage. No one does that, right? Because it becomes almost an addiction, and that's really yeah. kind of the basics for for this conversation is yeah. if you're getting your advice from someone that is telling you, you need to do cutting and bulking cycles, right? And people say, well, you know, isn't there some similarity to, to eat to perform? I will tell you that there used to be more similarity. There's much less, but it was never like that. I mean, never, never in the history of eat to perform has it been eat 10,000 calories 
eat 1,500 calories, right? And that's what we're really talking about when we're talking about cutting and bulking cycles. And there'll, there'll be people that say, well, that's not what it's really like. Look, I, I'm very familiar with this industry. I know what it's like, you know. Um, <laughs> you know, but, but the question is, is, you know, you know, there's a lot of these folks, right? They used to just sell whey protein, right? They would get sponsored by whey protein or they'd be sponsored by, you know, the, the caffeine pre-workout people and they're, you know, amped out of their minds. And all of a sudden, like Becky from, you know, Burnsville is now going to the gym to do her 30 minute workout with 15 pound dumbbells, like tweaked out of her brain because someone on Instagram told her to do so. Um, but now they've moved into the nutrition world, right? I'll tell you this right now, the best way to go from being a competitive CrossFit games athlete to becoming an also ran and not not even making the podium in a community type thing is to start taking advice from a bodybuilder that doesn't do CrossFit, right? right? Because what they're going to be focused on all the time is your physique and their only formula, you know, I mean, they don't want you eating 10,000 calories because they know, you know, well, first of all, they wouldn't tell you that because if you tried it, you would feel awful. Um, and then if they're going to bring you down to extreme now, there's, you know, a lot of them, you know, first of all, we're talking about really smart people, right? So, I mean, most of these people are PhDs, you know, they're not, they're not like slouches as it relates to understanding how it works. But the difference is, and the difference between them and each form is very distinct. They're always thinking aesthetically yes. and when you're always thinking aesthetically like like the people that you know i talked about if you were truly going to bulk you'd bulk for 10 years and then then you would right. go on stage after a cutting cycle that wouldn't be so bad the reason why they don't do it and the reason why they end up eating you know 1800 1900 calories as a male i mean i say this all the time people don't believe me when i say this okay first of all go check the women's nails right the oh, yeah yeah all all the women that are doing like physique and and bodybuilding stuff you know a lot of them have fake nails because their nails are really yeah. brittle a lot of them have hair extensions because their hair falls out when they eat too little I mean, yeah. that part of it is it's just sad to me. Yeah. And I mean, this is the kind of thing that if you're just an average person, right, and you're not doing the needles and you're not doing all the other things that all these people are doing, you're getting bad advice. And really, is it is it a good fit for you? That's what you need to ask yourself, right? So I'm going to talk a little bit about what makes us different. Um, and And it's very different. You know, it's not just kind of different. And um, I've got a million windows open and I hear, I don't know if that was you with Facebook or me, but hopefully. No. Oh. I have all my little tabs muted. Okay, I think I, I think I found the source of the problem and I shut it down. Um, okay, so so how is each form different from everyone else? Okay, so the standard formula in a cutting cycle is going to be um, here is your 
um, calories, right? And most of them are going to go off of some version of 500 calories a week a day, which basically gets you about one pound a week, right? Right. And the problem is, is that as you go down, so does your metabolism. And let me explain a little bit why. Um, digestion is a big part of metabolism, right? Like a monstrous part. Like the difference between someone eating an adequate amount of food and someone dieting is about 20%, you know? So if you said 20% of your calories can be greatly affected by the amount of food that you're eating and that your body has to digest, now all of a sudden you realize, holy cow, not only do I have to be lower than 500, but I have to be lower than that, right? Because my metabolism, and so you're you're playing this game where you're racing to the bottom or you're trying to get out of a constantly closing window, right? Mm-hmm. So the interesting thing about it though, and I remember um, when we talked about you know, one of the people that, that, that I admire in the industry, I think he, he says some good things. I don't agree with everything he says. Um, a lot of it I think is, is, um, you know, just kind of the people that he's surrounded with, you know, and, 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 you know, that would be a bias of mine, right? I'm, I'm surrounded by people that work out a lot, you know, um, right. if you're doing need to perform, you're, you're not sitting on a couch, Right. Like, you know, the nature of each reform is you're walking, you're maybe lifting some weights, you're doing something, you know, Um, and and you don't have to be, you know, crazy athlete. You know, I know that intimidates some people, but let's be real. Most people that are, you know, trying to lose weight, you know, they um, do, you know, go to the gym, you know, as as one of the things they first start off with. And so. I, I'm, I lost track of thought there. You're talking about, was it Alex? Are you talking about Alex? Yeah. So, okay. Alex? So Alex said what something. Alex? So Alex said something and, and I remember it to this day because it's a founding principle of Eat to Perform, right? Is a very common thing in this industry is when people say you can out eat your metabolism. Right. And so it's sort of the diet industry's way of scaring you into under eating. Right. Mm-hmm. Because obviously, if you can out eat your metabolism, you have to be real careful. Right. That's what that's what the natural bodybuilders. That's their problem. Right. Because the stage ready. They just don't want to go to 240 because they don't want to have to diet all the time. You know, that was the other thing I was going to mention is the erections. Right. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like. Like, yeah. honey, I'm not going to be able to, you know, help with my marital duties this, you know, next six yeah. months. You know, I'm not really sure that this whole bodybuilding thing's working out for our couple. So, you know, we, yeah. we might have to call this one. Um, but what Alex says, and I thought that this was really, really, you know, we've seen it scientifically, Right. What he says is to the people that that say you can out-eat your metabolism, he's saying, have you tried? And when you look at how we set things up, I'll walk you through the process so you guys understand things, how, how things go. And it's so funny because 
What I love about saying, you know, for me to tell you the answer and for Weight Watchers to copy me, they literally have to refund people for 50 years. Because what they would be saying, and everybody knows that, you know, from a statistical standpoint, these companies are just, you know, not good. You know, people don't end up, you know, um, reaching their goals and staying at their goals long term. Um, But that, you know, you can look at the statistics, you know, I'm basically, you know, um, secrets from the eating lab from uh, uh, Tracy Mann. You know, check that out. It's a pretty interesting book. Um, so basically what we're, there's two ways to lose fat. Okay. And so let's say that we're using the 500 calorie idea, right? There's the way where you're reducing your metabolism. And so, you know, as you reduce it, you're closing the window. Um, and ultimately you're going to have to get more and more extreme and that has its own problems, right? Your sleep becomes ineffective. It, it can be negative for your thyroid. Um, all these different health issues start to pop up. So now let's go the other way. Now let's increase. So here's what we do. What we do is we set really achievable goals for people. And then as they hit their goals, we basically bump them so they have a little bit more energy to get to the next level. So in theory, right? So like if you looked at it, and it's funny because people think, well, you're just bumping people up and bringing them down. We almost never have to bring anyone down, right? Right. I mean, right. it's, it's uh, the right. people, you know, if you look at the most successful people with Ethan Form ever since day one, you know, and with the app, we've been able to really bring a technology component to it that has just changed everything, you know? But um, what we find is, is that when people have short achievable goals, they can hit those short achievable goals. And you go, well, what if someone's 350 pounds? Wouldn't they need to starve? Nope, (laughs) right? We set those people up for really short goals. Like what do short goals look like? For some people it's two pounds. For right. someone that, if, if it was someone that was 300 pounds, it'd be three pounds, right? Because they're going to be more likely to get to where they're going to go. Now, as we up, first of all, they, they're going to start their calories higher than you might think, right? Um, yeah. You know, we don't just like bring someone down, you know, I think the baseline, right. I think the, I'm just trying to think, but I think the baseline plan for a 300-pound male would be somewhere in the neighborhood of 3,000, 3,100 calories. But I might be off by 100 to 200 calories there because I don't have it in front of me. Um, I don't really think in calories. I think in macros, right? So that's where um, things kind of can kind of be thrown off a little bit. Um, but what would happen, is, you know, if someone was over-consuming, of course, they're getting to a deficit at this point. And then once they get to that deficit, you know, what we want to do is extend that cycle as long as possible, right? And in the most sustainable way possible. And so when you look at someone that starts off at 350 pounds or 300 pounds, 
and they want to lose 100 pounds and someone else is losing 100 pounds in a, in a dieting deficit way, uh-huh. they're going to be constantly rebounding, right? That's why, every, right. you know, most people diet their way to obesity. They don't start off obese, you know. They diet their way to obesity because they're hungry. And then when they're the most hungry because they've been eating so little, they're actually more insulin sensitive and more prone to store. So who would be more prone to store fat, right? The person that is starting off at a higher number, right? And then as they're like, think about, think about it like this. And and don't get me wrong. Like if you're 300 pounds, you know, there's some work involved, right? Um, I mean, I, you know, I was 250 pounds myself, a lot of work involved, you know, I, I truthfully, I wish I knew then what I know now. I mean, I got there and I got there doing eat to perform, but eat to perform is so much better than when, you know, I initially thought it up, right? So as we bring this person's calories up, right? And I'm, I'm just, for the sake of the you know discussion, I'm going to refer to it as a man, right? Um, so we're bringing the male's calories up. And let's say, you know, because it's very common in, in that type of situation for those people to hit their goals almost daily, you know? Right. And so they can run through a good amount of water relatively quickly so they can go from 320 to 300 but let's you know let's stick with the example they go from 300 to 280 and most of the times we've we've made these little micro changes right do you think that you feel more active at 280 than 300 because i can tell you they do right yeah and i can tell you that your 120 pound friend who's bopping around the the gym and bopping around that's because it's not because they have a magical metabolism right it's because at that weight you're naturally going to be more active and if you don't starve yourself in that process you have the potential to get much much leaner and so when we look at how you make lean gains because that's what the bodybuilders will always say well you can't make lean gains and and they are right for what their goals are right you can't get to 280 pounds of lean mass without needles without a lot of food without waking up at three o'clock in the morning without you know refluxing some of that food because you're eating so much right is that is that really what most people want to do right and i would argue that that most people don't so then you go okay well let's look at you know so so what would you do for someone that was say a 120 pound female it's really going to be similar but Mm -hmm. their goals are going to be set a lot tighter so for instance for a 300 pound male you know his goals are going to be 300 and achievable right for a 120 pound female her goal might be half a pound right and every time she's hitting that half a pound you know we're either looking whether it makes sense to give her more fats or whether it makes sense to give her more carbohydrates and a little bit of of it is what does that person do but i can tell you as someone very familiar with this as someone who you know um, is struggling currently to eat my 400 (laughs) pounds of carbs a day um I mean, if it wasn't for, for Vitargo, I, you know, I could not get to those levels, but, yeah. you know, 
seeing the, um, you know, the progress uh, that I've been able to make um, and just how, um, you know, you sleep deeper, your, your workouts are better. I mean, opposite of the sex drive thing, right? Remember what we were talking about? You know, um, I just, I don't think most people understand. I don't think the diet industry understands basic physiology. Right. Right. So if you said it's real simple, right? 500 calories in a closing window or 500 calories in an expanding window. You know, I love it when people say to me, you know, how will I know that this works? Well, one, we have a free trial going, you know, so it's very easy for you to figure out. But, you know, um, then someone will say, well, I can't eat that many carbs. How do you know? Prove it to me. Exactly. You know, I mean, it, it, you know, it, you can't say that you can't do it. I mean, I would have never thought that I could eat 400 grams of carbs. I mean, I'm almost a 50, 50 year old guy. I don't exercise like a crazy man, you know, but when you do some level of trial and error and, and, you know, um, I just think that the, the, the way that the industry thinks, you know, is they gear, you know, especially like the Weight Watchers, Slim Fast, those kinds of folks, they gear everything towards not exercising. Yes. Right? Um, and they distance themselves from that because they know that the good majority of people actually would rather not do very much, which I don't think is true. You know, I think if you looked at Weight Watchers, um, or slim fast or whatever, most of those people are working out. And then, you know, if you're talking to those folks, they say, well, you know, try and get some walking in, maybe some weightlifting, things like that. Who feels like, you know, yeah, weightlifting no. when yeah. you're barely eating anything, you know? Yeah. And so, um, yeah. So, I mean, I remember someone saying to me, you know, um, wow. You seem really arrogant, you know, saying that your thing works and it's so different than everything else. I was like, the saying, it's not bragging if it's true, really applies here, right? Yeah. And if you yeah. think I'm wrong, prove me wrong, right. okay? Because all I'm going to do is stuff food in you, <laughs> you know, and all you're going to do is work out, have sex with your wife, right? Like... Like have okay. awesome things, feel right? Awesome. Yeah. yeah, feel awesome. Um, but you know, it, 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 and that we could probably end on this note. What we're talking about for the people that are scared, that are skeptical, you know, all these different things. The issue is that the the, the industry has and and I don't I don't want to I don't want to use the term eating disorder lightly. I think that there's people that really struggle from the standpoint of eating disorder, but I think there are I think it works in a scale, you know? Yeah. And I I think that there's um you know, a level of scale. By the way, in terms of metabolism, gaining muscle also help, helps metabolism quite a bit. 
Um, right. And you can't gain muscle. Well, you know, there's always instances where you can, but in general, you want to be eating at a surplus. Um, but <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, I'm out of coffee. Where was I going with it? No, but you were you were going to end on one last note. Yeah. So in terms of eating disorders, you know, yes. the um, the if you look at degrees, you know, the fear, you know, because no one really likes to diet, right? right. And we're so, saying, hey, you don't have to diet, you know. Exactly. And they're like, but if you give me food, I will gain weight. No, you won't. You know. Because you're going to activate your metabolism. You don't realize, you know, how much your body is actually, I didn't realize it, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, when I started to eat to perform and was eating 5,000 calories and eating all kinds of fats and working out all the time and eating, you know, tons of carbs and working out all the time and, and you know, it shocked me how much I could get away with when I was active, you know, I remember one of the memes that we would put out was, you know, what, what makes you fat when you're inactive makes you jacked when you're active. Right. right? And you know, that, that's just something that you have to see for yourself and you go, well, but I'm always tired. I'm always sleepy. This idea that I would have to work out, you know, it's just so frustrating. Yes, that's what I'm saying to you, that the degrees of what we're talking about is you are causing your own problem, you know? Mm -hmm. And so if you can stop causing your own problem, you know, now you have energy. Now you have will. Now you have all these things. It's like, well, okay, so I've built up my will and now I can diet again? No, what I'm saying is you can be done with that forever, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then we can gradually work on that you know, to get you sustainable results. And, you know, it's sort of hard. I think we'll, we'll have a lot more data, you know, in the upcoming years. I mean, certainly we've seen it, you know, from, from our clients and you see the transformation every, you know, every single day. But it would be interesting to compare a hundred pound weight loss compared to someone doing it in the binge and bust model, right? Because right. I think that, our model, when you look at it long term, is much more viable. Yeah. Right. And your impatience is actually causing your obesity in a lot of instances. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And so so we'll end on that note. You know, if if um you know the bodybuilders that uh you know are trying to reach out to the the regular folks have a problem with what I'm saying you know, message me, you know, I'll, I'll tell you that cause we, we get you, we get your people, the people that you've interacted with, they show up at our doorstep and they're like, well, I tried this and I tried that. And oh my God, they want me to eat three almonds a day. You know, it's like, you know, it, it's just, know. it's just sad that, you know, what they view as the solution or what they're selling as the solution. And look, I get it. You know, if you're, I remember, so I'm, I'm at this conference and I'm talking to, you know, there's all kind of health and fitness people. And we're all having dinner. And it's so funny because you're having dinner with these folks and, and they don't eat like you would think, right? The three almond guy. Yeah. 
he was like downing the guacamole. You know, <laughs> I, I mean, dude was straight up downing the guacamole. Luckily, in the case of Alex, Alex was, you know, he was drinking his beer. He was he was eating his chips and guacamole just like you yeah. would expect Alex to do. Right. Yeah. So so um, but they, they just don't do things that the way you think you would. And, and I remember Alex asking one of them a question and saying, you know, because, you know, Alex very publicly has recovered from an eating disorder. And I don't even know that you really ever recover from an eating disorder. You're always having those types of thoughts, right? But he very publicly talks about it. And so he asked Three Almond Guy, hey, you're sending all these people with spreadsheets that they can only eat three almonds. Do you ever get concerned about eating disorders? And the guy said, nope, not my problem. I want you to hear that whenever you're thinking of signing up with the bodybuilder person. Are you willing to eat that much in a bulking cycle? Are you willing to cut that much in a cutting cycle? And do you really yeah. think that's going to help your relationship with food? Because it's not. It's going to make it worse. And ultimately, you're going to land in a pile over here moving from program to program to program, not figuring anything out, damaging your thyroid in the process. You know, you, you just, it, it really, I, I, I'll, I, you know, I said I'll end on another note, but I will end on this note. Okay. <laughs> People are their own worst enemy. Whenever somebody says it's the media that does this to us, it's the marketing that makes us feel this way. No, it's not, right? Because the media I consume, right? It's like your friends. It was a little bit like what I talked about earlier, right? I don't have time for friends that don't have goals similar to me. What are we going to talk about, right? <laughs> what common interest would we have? You know, so my social media gives me rogue fitness, fitness. I'm getting media from 5'11". You know, I'm getting, you know, lift big, eat big, right? Yeah. If you're like getting... hashtags of yours is hashtag, but you clicked on it though. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's, and so, so if, if you're consuming the media yeah. or if you're getting the feed, you are part of the problem, right? The reason why Us Weekly exists at Cub Foods, I mean, my wife listens to this, this women's radio station here in the Twin Cities, and it's just like all gossipy, yucky, gross stuff. I, I just can't even get it. Like, I, I just don't, I just really don't care about Kim Kardashian that much. You know what I mean? And, and so I don't get Kim Kardashian stuff magically. Right. And I don't have to be offended by all this stuff. And you say, well, they target women. No, no. The, if you're clicking it or you're offended or you're commenting. Right. You're part of your own problem. Move right. out of that. Like if you're offended by it and you feel like you're a victim of it and you want to speak out against it, the best way to do that is to be an example and do the other thing. I mean, one of the things that, that happens on the page a lot, you know, 
um, is someone will say something, you know, and it'll contradict something that we're talking about. And, you know, as long as it's civil, we'll have a discussion. But one of the, one of the things that I remember saying to one guy, you know, I was like, if you believe what you believe, why don't you start a page on Facebook similar to Eat to Perform, right? Write all the information, hire 50 people, right? right? And then let me know how it goes, right? Let me, let's see, let's see. If you're, if you're baking grease, you know, I mean, actually like Dave Asprey as an example, like, like, like the butter coffee guy, you know, yeah. I mean, he, he's got a big following, you know, I, I don't think it's as big as ours, but it's pretty big, you know, cause he's, he, you know, I mean, I don't agree with the damn word the dude says, but at least he's got power of conviction. He's got his niche, you know, but there's all these people that will talk to me, you know, it's almost like. It's almost like, I mean, dieting is kind of one of these things when you're, you're sitting there starving and you're drinking your bacon grease and, you know, potatoes are bad, you know, all that other type of stuff, right? You're, you like try and convert everybody, even like random people on the internet because like your brain is foggy because you need carbs, right? Yeah, and, totally. And so you're trying to convert people and I'm like, hey, there's a great place that you can convert people that all want to be like you. Right? You just start a page, you you say bacon grease grease coffee. Actually, this probably would work. <laughs> Honestly, if I started bacon grease coffee, there would be yeah, people who yeah. go, Oh my god, I could put bacon grease in my coffee, that would be amazing. You know? And so you start bacongreasecoffee.com, right? And and I'm sure you can find some science that would back up bacongreasecoffee.com. I mean, y'all, I'll give you a little hint. Right. The, the thing that they always talk about is is decreasing insulin, you know, and so so that that'll start you on your path with your science. And you just go to um, uh, PubMed.com and 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 just health effects of bacon grease in my coffee. And, and, and you could you could go forever. Right. But the question is, are people going to follow you? Are people going to listen to what you're saying? Are they going to want to work out? Are right. they going to want to, if, you know, I mean, you can make bacon grease t-shirts, right? You can, you can, you know, what I'm trying to think of what Dave Asprey sells. It's always like some kind of crystal or some weird shit, you know, that, that you just go, man, like, I can't believe people buy this shit, you know? Um, but, you know, I, I mean, like I said, I mean, the, the best thing about Dave Asprey is the power of conviction. And I mean, when I saw they were selling bulletproof coffee at the CrossFit games, I was like, cause CrossFit always, you know, especially from a nutrition standpoint, they just always seem to be like two years behind all the science, you know? Yeah. And it's like, you didn't realize that this dude <laughs> was a scammer, you know, like whatever, you know, but, um, so anyway, it, you know, like I said, it, you know, maybe you'll end up with 1.5 million fans. Who knows? But bacon grease coffee. I, I mean, I'd probably, I, I would probably buy a bacon grease coffee t-shirt. Truthfully. Yeah. That would be hysterical. I might, we should make, I might make bacon grease coffee. Maybe we should make one. <laughs> It'd be hilarious if like, you know, people are like, man, that guy's like in favor of bacon grease coffee because he's wearing that t-shirt. 
maybe I'll maybe I'll just put like a like a a no sign, you know, under no. yeah, oh, like yeah. a little coffee cup, bacon grease coffee, no sign, so people know exactly where Don't I'm at on the topic. All right, guys, so we covered a lot of ground here. Um, have a great weekend. You know, I think the you know I'm I'm really excited about our challenge because you know during the summer. It's just a great time to be active. Monday. Challenge starts Monday. The challenge, the challenge sign up ends Monday. And just so you guys know, if you have friends and family that were thinking of taking advantage of the free trial, not only will the free trial go away, but all Eat to Perform signups will go away for at least a couple weeks and possibly into July. Right. So if you're thinking of trying to get some of your homies to do eat to perform together this would be a good time to do it they could try it for free you know by the way there's not a whole lot of people that are offer that whole try it for a free thing so um i appreciate everybody being here and sarah do you want to say goodbye to everybody goodbye everybody have a wonderful weekend all right you guys talk to you later bye now <laughs>